Hello folks, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Firm Focus Coaching. Are you living your best life? Are you living up to your full potential? Do you want to take control of your life right now? Firm Focus Coaching is offering a free, no obligation, one hour, one-on-one coaching session. Here, you can discuss where you want to be in the next 12 weeks, 12 months, 12 years. You will learn the Firm Focus Success Formula to break through barriers and eliminate your limiting beliefs. Use the promo code FIRMFOCUS15 and email thad at firmfocuspt.com for your free coaching session. Today's episode is brought to you by Cloth Mask Me, an Australian-made cloth face mask. This Melbourne-based company has seen that there is a need for cloth face masks. They utilize their skills and resources to bring quality Australian-made cloth face mask with flair. For further details, check out www.clothmaskme.com or contact them at clothmaskme at gmail.com. Tell them that you're a Firm Focus podcast listener and they will look after you. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Firm Focus Podcast. I'm Thad Mangalino, your Peak Performance Coach, and thank you for listening. I started the Firm Focus Podcast to empower and equip individuals to achieve peak performance. My goal with you is I don't want this to be just another podcast. I want to try something different. The old way isn't working, and it's on us to do what we need to do to strive. This is the time for you to make the decision and take action. Your 20 years from now starts today. Stay focused. Let's get it started. Hello folks. I hope that you are all well, healthy and safe. I wanted to talk about this for the last three weeks. Did you know that the Sydney Olympics was held 20 years ago. Boy, uh, time flies. And as you know, I love watching the Olympics. I love watching people who dedicate their lives performing at a highest level and executing something that they have been practicing their whole life in front of millions and showing mastery, competing against their own personal best and having the opportunity to write history. I get so inspired by all these athletes who go out there and take that opportunity to seize all that they have hoped for. Yes, I know it sounds like an Eminem track. But having said that, there is also an ugly side to this too. The Olympic Games, I mean. There's corruption. Corruption on how host countries obtain their rights to be the host nation. Allegedly, anyway. You know, uh, drugs, under-the-table stuff. There have been plenty of controversies. And a few of them stick to my mind. Marie-José Perec. You know that name? She's the French runner. Kathy Freeman's rival. She left the Olympics. Actually, she flew out of the country two days before the scheduled event. 
Tell me this. Was she really threatened, according to the media, or was she given a large brown envelope? I'm not sure. I remember the headline. Perek does a runner. The other Olympic controversy I can think of is during the 1988 Seoul Olympics. Do you remember the sprinter Ben Johnson? I think he was the scapegoat because there was another person, another runner, actually, there were runners who tested positive. But this particular runner had an image to protect and the country that he was representing had a massive influence. Is it true or not? And it's all hearsay, right? Roy Jones Jr., one of the all-time greats to ever step in the boxing ring. He got robbed of a gold medal. He demolished his opponent. And the medal was awarded to, yes, his opponent. And guess where he's from? South Korea, host nation. Look, I can keep going. Onyok Velasco. Atlanta, 1996. The Filipino boxer who got robbed at the boxing gold medal game. It was unfortunate as uh, Onyok would have also received a 7 million peso reward from the then Philippine president, President Fidel Ramos. I still love watching it though. The only thing I dislike is the network that does a telecast have a bias on just highlighting the swimming events. The Australian team, yes, I know that they have been very dominant for many decades. I understand. But there are other events in other countries competing too. But I believe now it's changed because of pay TV and the way things are broadcasted now. However, having said that, let me talk about someone who became an unlikely hero. Well, my personal hero at the Sydney 2000 Olympic Games. I mentioned some negative part of the games, but I really want to focus on the positive. So let me take you back to 20 years ago. Okay, kids, coming close. As you know, the event was held in Sydney. But lucky enough, with Melbourne being the sporting capital of Australia, and also to help with logistics and scheduling, some of the soccer slash football games were held in other states. The soccer games actually started a few days before the opening ceremony. I had a chance to go to the MCG, the site of the 1956 Olympics. I went with my colleagues from Endeavour Hills Leisure Centre. I remember meeting up with them, meeting with my buds, Maurice, Alonzo, and from memory, Brendan. Brendan uh, was a member who later became a colleague of mine. Or was it with our other colleague, Emilio? I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But you know what? We, were, we are soccer fans. And we wanted to be a part of the Olympic experience. Unfortunately, we don't have photos of the occasion as our cell phones uh, didn't have cameras. It was a different vibe at the MCG. You hear the announcement in English and immediately in French 
People were buzzing and everyone was happy to see a good international match. And boy, the security was strict. It was a double header. I remember watching Norway. They lost against the US team that night, but they ended up winning the gold. It was a blast. So during the Olympic event, I worked in the gym most nights. So during the games, I would catch a glimpse of the games and highlights on TV. And the TV screens, I still remember it, in front of the cardio machines. Okay, going back to what I said earlier. In particular, the unlikely hero of the Olympic Games. I would like to talk about the swimmer from Equatorial Guinea. Folks, to tell the truth, I didn't even know where Equatorial Guinea was. I had to look it up in an atlas. You may, know, you may already know who I'm talking about. Yes, it's Eric Mosambani. He was nicknamed Eric the Eel by the media. What fascinates me about Eric is that he never, he had never seen an Olympic-sized pool before his 100-meter heat. Eric set the record for the slowest time of 1 minute and 52.72 seconds. Hey, to me, that's fast. I used to swim laps and never made that time on a slow lane. I'm sure Eric the Eel would have lapped me easily. Eric automatically qualified as the two competitors got a DQ. They got disqualified for false starts. Eric captured the world's attention and along the way set a personal best and an Equatorial Guinean national record. Equatorial Guinea received a wild card to enter the event. This is to encourage participation from developing countries. Here is a trivia for you. Eric only took up swimming eight months before the Olympics. He practiced on a lake, on a lake, and there was a 12-meter pool at a nearby hotel. But he only had access to the pool between 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. as it was reserved for hotel guests. Eric had a steep curve to climb to get into Olympic shape. So folks, what is the lesson here? What are we focusing on? I have said this before, and I will say it again. You may agree or disagree with, with what, I'm, what I'm about to say. And here it is. All men are created equal but their opportunities are not. All men are created equal, but their opportunities are not. I applaud the Olympics, the IOC, for encouraging countries like Equatorial Guinea to participate. See, based on statistics, it is, it's the developed countries who succeed at the Olympics as they have the funds to invest into the grassroots level of the sport. They can set up high-performance academies to harness talent. They have government help by providing scholarships and grants to groom their athletes. A person from a developing country has to focus on where they will find their next meal instead of focusing on how they will shave 2.2 2 seconds 
on the next training session. Yes, I know. A generalization. I apologize, but I hope you understand what I'm trying to convey. That is the main difference. That is the main difference. Resources. Lack of being resourceful. Working with what you have. Resourcefulness and resources. Actually, that's a topic for another episode. So my takeaway from watching Eric Musambani are three things. Three specific things. And this will be the focus for this week. First thing. First key thing. Finish the race. Number one, finish the race. Was Eric ready? Was he fit? It does not matter. Eric just kept swimming. He focused on finishing the race. He didn't place, but for him, it is about representing his country and proving to himself that he could finish. He could finish the race. In an interview, he said that the last 15 meters was the hardest. Eric could have stopped and it would, and it would have been accepted by, by the masses because he has only been swimming for eight months compared to some of the Australian swimmers who have been swimming since the age of three. Eric competed against himself. He did not compare himself against swimmers such as uh, the Dutch swimmer Peter van de Hoogen Band and the Blowfish. <laughs> Peter van de Hoogen Band. Just kidding. Shout out to the fans of Hootie and the Blowfish, by the way. Peter has set the 100 meter world record at 47.84 seconds at that time. We have to compare apples with oranges. If Eric had the same opportunities, used the same facilities, got the same coaching as Peter, would he have the same result? Man, who knows? Eric just kept swimming, just like Dory. My question to you is, are you planning to finish your race? Don't give up. You are competing against you, not Jeff Bezos or insert a titan in your industry. Jeff is sticking to his lane, and so should you. Finish your race. Number two. F what others say. Yep, I said the F word. Yes, I said the F word. Forget what others say. Back in 2000, you should hear, or you should have heard the stand-up comedians Breakfast radio hosts poking fun at Eric the Eel. It was easy to do. That's the thing though. You, you do something out, out of the ordinary. You attempt to achieve your objective. You become a target. So what are you going to do? I'm talking to you now. What are you going to do? You want to achieve your success. You want to achieve success. You have been grinding for a while. You are focused in achieving what you want for you and your family. Tell me, are you going to get derailed by someone's opinion? 
Why are you seeking someone's approval? Heck, you do that, you are robbing your family of food, shelter, and future prosperity. What others say does not count. Forget what they say. Number three. Third lesson. Embrace the opportunity. Am I going to quote Eminem again? (laughs) Hey, if someone says to me, Thad, in eight months' time, you will run the 100 meters race against Usain Bolt at the World Championships. Am I going to say, Ooh, I, I can't. I can't run that. My gout might flare up. There is no way that I will beat Usain Bolt. You know that. I know that. Unless he and the rest of the field gets gout. Maybe. There's a chance. But highly unlikely. But you know what? With the eight months of training camp, I will get fitter. I will get coached. My running style will improve. My times will improve. I will get a free flight. I will get free spandex. I will get to fist bump Usain Bolt. Heck, I'm sure he'll do a selfie. That will be a mad Facebook profile picture. That would be nice, eh? So folks, the takeaway is embrace the opportunity that is, in front of, that is in front of you. Forget what others say. Their opinion or their opinions will not pay for your third home. And lastly, finish the race. In a pool of sharks, be an eel. Thanks for the lesson, Eric. And until next time, Stay focused. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, queries, or anything that you are unsure of, send me an email. Thad at firmfocuspt.com You can also follow me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter.